self-serving persuasive talkers of everything and nothing we are conversation con artists what's going on people it's your boy mr on point and i am calamity red and we are conversation con artists back for another wonderful fantastic episode you can find me on twitter and instagram at mr m-i-s-t-e-r underscore on point and tiktok at eddie b talking and I could be found at red underscore calamity um, only on Instagram. Um, <laughs> so, uh, and I barely be on there. But I lurk. So don't think that you can't send me something just because you don't see me post it. I'll be lurking. Maybe I should change my name now. I'll be lurking. That's mostly what I do on social media now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, pro- it's, probably, it's, it's probably a bunch of people with that name. I'll be lurking. Yeah, yeah. this comes behind it. But um, we're still Red doing- be lurking. Red be lurking. Uh, uh, we're still doing the list of the letter portion of the show. So if you have a question, a Reddit, whatever you want to send in to us, uh, we have a Gmail account, which is Conversation Call Artist with an S at gmail.com. And you can send it to us there. And I think we got some Reddit posts this week. We do. Colin sent us some Reddit posts, which, you know, are different. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> But let's see what we're talking about. All right. This is a not safe for work one. Oh, fuck, Colin. Thanks. It's not bad. That so says you. (laughs) It's not bad. I know you. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? (laughs) When I say it's not bad, I mean, I've assessed that it's not bad for you either. Today, I fucked up by thinking my son was having gay sex when he was just eating hummus. That is such a humongous leap. Like, how do you get gay sex out of somebody eating hummus? Let's <laughs> let's start the journey. That's so... That's so... so, I, a 39-year-old female, have a son that's a 15-year-old male, and he brought a friend around today. They immediately went to their room, and I assumed they would just play some video games or whatever, so I was totally fine leaving them. It was about 30 minutes in when I was walking past. I heard sounds such as, oh my God, that's so good, and it's so good with that in it, and various mmm sounds. It really sounded like they were having gay sex. I was super weirded out by it, so I quickly went downstairs and waited for his friend to leave. When this friend left for an hour or two later, I asked my son what they were doing in his room because although I don't mind him being gay, and it's totally normal for teenagers to have sex, a condom really should be used. So I plan to confront him about that. However, the answer shocked me to my very core. They weren't having sex. They were eating hummus. I was shocked and initially didn't believe it. We never had hummus before, and I asked him to show me the hummus if it was true. So he did, and I ate hummus for the first time, and oh my God, was it good. We experimented with different things in it, like bread and carrots, and it was great. Apparently, his friend has heard heard about he never had hummus before and thought that this was absurd so planned a date for a hummus party so yeah it ended up being quite a good ending i discovered how nice hummus was too long didn't read thought my son was having gay sex he really just likes hummus ma'am um first of all what is what do you think of your son that you think that him knowing you're at home because yeah he a teenager teenagers have sex whether they straight or gay however most teenagers have the respect or fear or whatever to not 
actively loudly have sex when their parents are in the house like why would that be what you thought was going on like, <laughs> that doesn't even make no sense <laughs> like <laughs> that is that doesn't make any sense i'm sorry that you really was reaching ma'am you reach so much that i you know Stretch Armstrong can't reach as much as you reached in that moment, ma'am. That, what? <laughs> and first of all, hummus is not that good. I mean, let me just, I'm not a fan. I've had hummus. it with different stuff, but like. Where you get your hummus from? Uh, I've got it from a couple of different places. I've got some from Publix. Um, it's not bad, but it ain't nothing that I would be like, oh, let me go get some hummus. And I'm going to have hummus and pita bread. Uh no. I ain't fuck with hummus a- until I had it from Tzatziki's. But that Sabre brand hummus at the stores ain't good to me. Yeah, it's not. It's good. not good. But Tzatziki's hummus is delicious. So I, I don't know the big the gap between both of them to make it so so different. And what is hummus made out of? It's made out of some chickpeas. Chickpeas, yeah. Um, <laughs> but she just leaped. She just it was such a leap. Listen, first off, gay sex is just sex, okay? It's just sex, all right? <laughs> like, you don't have to... <laughs> Everybody knows that if two men are having sex, then it's just sex. Like, it, it don't, you don't have to say gay in front of it. That's <laughs> not necessary. It's probably also offensive. Um, I, I'm leaning on this not being real. I'm leaning on somebody just having come up with a silly anecdote and was like, man, it'll be funny if, you know, somebody's mom walked by your room and thought you were having sex, but it was really hummus. Like, come on, man. Like, it's so many more things you would hear if you were hearing those things and it was sex. Like, you hear creaking on the bed. You hear friction between two people. You hear more than just, oh, my God, that's so good. You know what I'm saying? That. And again, a teen, a fifteen-year-old boy that's having sex is gonna be trying to be the most quiet person possible because you don't want your parent to know at that. Like, even if you got open-minded parents, like, still, none of it makes any sense. Like, it, girl, bye. <laughs> like, try again. But, no. but I'm gonna go down the thread. <laughs> So what people did was created alternative headlines based on other people's perspectives, like the son's perspective. All right. Uh, Well, the first comment say, oh, I see you got hit by the emergency hummus. I always kept open hummus inside my closet for when I was having sex with my friends. You never know when you may get caught. (laughs) This other person said, uh, T-I-F-U, by almost getting caught having gay sex with my friend. Can't believe the good old stump hummus story worked on my dad. <laughs> T-I-F-U-2. I forgot what I used the carrot in my closet for and served it with emergency, emergency hummus to my dad. <laughs> um, today I fucked up three. My friend says he's never had hummus, so I decided to be friendly and take him some. I must have not understood the euphemism because he just kept trying to fuck me with a carrot. Oh, my God. That fucked up. Two kids tried to have gay sex in front of me. Then one of them fed me to his mom. <laughs> That's the carrot. <laughs> oh. 
my friend brought hummus and I ended up sucking him off. Wait. Today I fucked up six. <laughs> my dad thinks I'm a homosexual. <laughs> that one's kind of funny. <laughs> um, today I fucked up. My friend and I were having sex with some hummus and then I fed it to my mom. This, but you know, people get creative with this stuff. But I, I'm leaning on the side of this. This is not a real story. It's just too much more evidence. But I will say also to read the reasoning of I wanted to confront him about a condom. Well, you didn't know he was not using a condom. You know what I'm saying? So like, none of it makes any sense. Yeah, it don't make sense. I don't think. Also, I don't think you should be that okay with your 15 year old having sex. I think. So I think kids having sex is something that internally, if you're okay with it, you have to give the facade that you're not to a degree. It's kind of like one of those things, even if you're okay with it, because as soon as you, that's one of the things where if, as soon as you, you find out your parent is on board with what you're doing, they're going, they're going hard now. <laughs> you know oh, what I'm yeah. saying? They don't make those subtle decisions not to do it because you you got your parent support. And with sex, it just feels good. So, like, why wouldn't you keep doing it? You're gonna put, you're gonna create risks for your kids in that sense. You know, you should always be on the look. Don't be having no damn sex in my house, or a nicer way of that. I, I wouldn't be aggressive like that. You know, be like, look, respect the home because this is not you're not the only person that live here, and daddy's somebody else's child. I'm not gonna be responsible for what you know they they stories that they go home with their parents and stuff. You know, but it it gonna have to be a rhetoric around not doing that thing, in my opinion. Can't just be okay with it. And the same thing for parents who who let their kids smoke weed with them. Because the idea behind it is if you smoke weed with me, then you won't have to need to smoke weed with everyone else. But they just now going to smoke as much weed as they smoke with you everywhere else. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? There, there needs to be a, a relative level of pushback, even if it's manufactured for parents when it comes to some things. Because kids are looking for a physical, emotional, and psychological gratification without understanding the level of responsibilities that come along with that shit, you know? But but I do I do think parents should have a healthy relationship and conversation with their kids as it pertains to sex, too. It shouldn't be no, you know, like how we grew up. When, when did you no first? conversation. No, yeah, your, don't you, get your mama didn't talk to you about sex. My mama don't didn't talk to you about sex. Yeah. That was the sex talk. <laughs> I learned about okay. sex from porn and then my first girlfriend who was 23 years old when I was 16. So it's statutory rape, but you know, whatever. <laughs> That's not how our society set men up to think. <laughs> I thought I was doing good. I was like, I got me a 23 year old dude. I would have whooped that I wish my sister would beat her ass. <laughs> what the fuck is you doing, ma'am? Yeah, that shit, that shit ain't flying today. That shit ain't flying today. And not even with a woman. Because people don't look at boys being victims when it's a woman that's preying on them. So, so it would ride today because people are stupid. Not as easy as it would back then. I whoop a oh. I wish you would. That is a child. My child. Get the fuck on and find somebody your own age, bitch. So anybody out there who... I don't know if I said this on the return of the show, but I, I'm living in Charlotte, North Carolina with my dad now. Uh, so I'm a full-time scrub. Um, I live with my parents. I don't pay my rent. I don't have a car. 
I drive his car, so I'm a full-time scrub. It's a career. It's it's hard to do this. And uh, and so I'm getting to know him, and he told me a story, well, me and my sister a story about his first girlfriend. First off, this girlfriend gave him the name that he gave to my sister. So, you know, older people would use the word trifling for that. <laughs> Um, but he said, he said, I used to love that woman. Her name was Deb. I used to love Deb. He said, Deb was 35 years old while I was 18 and we were dating. She said, uh, and we stayed together until her husband tried to kill me. <laughs> and we were like, what? He said, it's a little, little bit of, uh, of Eddie family history. Um, my grandma, my great grandma was crazy. And Everybody in the family loved my daddy. He was just that dude to love. Um, even though not so much now because he mean as shit. But the dude came to the house. Well, okay. My daddy and her used to get a hotel together. Um, when they did what they were going to do in the hotel, they would go back home to their homes because she had to go back to her husband. So she called her fr- best friend to sleep at the hotel that night. Her her best friend had a falling out. The best friend told her husband that his wife was talking to my daddy at the time, who was 18 years old at this time. My daddy lived next door to my my great-grandma at this time. He had his own little space next to her. She called my daddy and was like, hey, my husband coming over there to kill you. And uh, my daddy told my great-grandma, my great-grandma said, my daddy had a rifle. It had 21 shots in it. He said, you can just shoot it 21 times without it, without it stopping. She said, he said that she told him she going to be pointing this gun out the door. She said, if any shit goes down, hit the ground because she going to start shooting <laughs> every shot. So this dude, so he said, he said, no lie. Your great grandmama is sitting out the door. The, the barrel of the gun is just out the door. Aimed at him, and he don't know it, but I know it. And he said, uh, the dude came up to him, and he said, look, I heard you been messing with my wife. He said, man, I didn't know she was married. You know how the game goes. She didn't tell me. I ain't know nothing about you. And then he was like, you know, got getting in his feelings, and he was like, my dad was like, you got women all over the place, too. Like, it's, it's, what, it's what it is. You know, players play, and players get played. <laughs> and then the dude Left, went back and got in his car and said, if I catch y'all two together, I'm going to kill both of y'all. <laughs> and then he he left. But so it didn't have to turn into no shootout. But that it ain't some shit ain't worth it, man. Some shit. Ain't, he said he cut it off after that. But like some shit ain't worth it. I'm not putting myself in no position to get somebody else in trouble or myself in trouble because of that. Like me, like. If I come back, if I could go back to in the past and talk to me at 16 when I was dating her, I'd be like, bro, just leave it alone. Just leave it alone. It ain't because I was thinking about it being worth them getting in trouble. Like when young girls talk to an older guy, like the, the society that we have now, like, I don't, that's, this is hard to say because the responsibility got to be on the old nigga to know he ain't got no damn business doing that shit. But when that ain't there, what's supposed to fill the gap? I don't know. Don't date people too young. I got mm-hmm. a question for you that I asked somebody. I asked in a TikTok. 
is it problematic for a 40 year old man to date a 20 year old i mean it's not problematic in that i mean obviously they're both legal adults um from the standpoint of compatibility i do think it's problematic because you was very different places in your life whole different like generations too like i just feel like it'd be difficult to maintain that relationship should the assumption be that he has always been into people significantly younger than him no because some men like people go through men like crisis. this might be a men like crisis for him where he just like he able to pull a young girl he feeling older like i don't think it necessarily means that's what he's always done there could be other reasons why he decided to do it this time and it not be a pattern of behavior i mean okay. i i would look at it and be like Nigga, what the fuck you doing because i there's no way y'all got i'm almost 40. there is no way that i would be dating a 20 year old nigga. never happened Never. I would not be able to be a cougar because that shit is just irritated. Like 20 year olds. I'm good on it. No, thank you. What if you, what if you started dating somebody, you know, who got one of them old uncle faces, but you know, might be relatively attractive enough to talk to who was 20, but you thought they was closer to your age and then y'all end up being compatible. He lied. He told you a lie. Oh, well then that's a problem. You a liar. (laughs) <laughs> he lied. He, he only lied about this one thing. Nothing shit. else. You you lied about this. The whole basis of this was that we were the same age, close to the same age. You lied to get to kick it. You ain't got a lie to kick it. No. Okay. What kind of lie? What kind of lie? What kind of lie could I I have told you from the onset of us knowing each other as friends that'll make you say what the fuck? Like I can't fuck with Eddie no more now. <laughs> what kind of lie could I tell? Mm. <laughs> like if our if our friendship was founded on a lie and, and and the truth of it would make you be like fuck you what would that be i don't think it would have made me be like fuck you but like one of our shared things is just trauma so like if you had a cosby ass growing up like and you just like made up all this stuff about <laughs> your family then i would be like <laughs> Why would you do that? Like, why would you just say that you had a good family? Yeah, I'd be like, I, I have to let you guys know something. My name is Terrence Bartholomew <laughs> Fitzgerald the Twelfth. My family has generated centuries of wealth, and um, I just wanted to fit in with you guys. <laughs> I thought, you know, I mean, oh, I look like a regular colored. So I figured I could just well, trick maybe my not way that into your far. life. <laughs> <laughs> maybe not that far of a distance, but like it would be weird if like because you know people will do that. Like not necessarily to that extent, but like people will like to fit in or like make, they'll just kind of like downplay some shit they got going on. And it's like, nigga, you don't know. And you know, we've had this conversation a bunch of times, but I've never really had a further, you know, dialogue about it. But like I think that's I think we're different on that principle because I don't think it's nothing you can tell me 
that based on how the quality of the relationship we've had, I don't think there's anything you can tell me that will make me judge you based on that moment versus all of the subsequent moments. Yeah. Because if you was having a midlife crisis when we first met and didn't think that we were going to be cool <laughs> and then it turned out we were cool and you was like, why well, tell that stupid ass lie? <laughs> you know, and then we became this and it's like, look, I told you a lie when I was, you know, blah, blah, blah. You know, I think the only thing, the only lies you could tell, could have told that fucked me up is that like you have killed people <laughs> and now because we have such a close friendship the FBI may be calling me and this is what I need you to say about some shit. Like, if you're trying to get me to lie as well or manipulate, like, if it affects my life in some kind of way, a lie you told previously and I find out, then I think that'll be what fuck it up. I'll be like, see, Red, we can't do a podcast no more because I don't know when niggas gonna come out the, you know what I'm saying? Like, they think I'm an accomplice. I think I that'll be something like that. I wouldn't even, you know, the only people I would tell if I killed somebody would be whoever, I, if I needed somebody to help me dispose of the body. And even then I'd try probably just do it on my own. Cause I don't want, I don't, I want you to truly be able to say, I don't know nothing about that. Cause you know, because I know me and I've said on the show before, I'm not going to go out of my way to snitch on nobody, but do not have the police come to my fucking door. Okay. I'm not going to go to the police, but if the police come to me, different story. I'm yeah. not going to prison for some shit you did. And so, yeah. because I know I feel that way, I ain't going to put nobody else in that position. So, like, I wouldn't even say nothing. So, you'd be okay if the police came to me to just be honest. Because I don't know nothing, no way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know how they be like. You know, did you... John Oliver did a special about police. Did you know that it's illegal for uh, for citizens to lie to police, but legal for police to lie to citizens? Yeah. Bro. I did, didn't know it was, I guess I didn't know it was legality around it. I guess I just thought it was like some shit they do that didn't have, but it's literally, it was actually by the Supreme Court determined as legal. Like I thought it's like they, nobody they, said they nothing about it, get, they just do yeah. it. Yeah, if they lie, lie to you to, to get you to confess to something by telling you your partner already flipped and that kind of shit, yeah, they can do that. Yeah. Legally. I'm too smart for that shit. <laughs> Where Red told us that you helped her with this and that. No, the fuck she did. <laughs> no, she didn't. I promise you, she didn't. Now I know y'all full of bullshit. Now get me a lawyer. <laughs> I was going to entertain it till you lied. I want my lawyer. Don't ask me no more fucking questions. <laughs> yeah, they um, legally lie to you. But yeah, that uh, that was a rabbit hole. <laughs> Based off of. Colin's first letter entry about uh, hummus and gay sex. I don't even know how we arrived here from that, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's one of those days where I just feel like talking because I just was talking like a motherfucker about this shit. All right. The second one is my wife poops in the shower. Wait. Did you say poop or poot? Poop. P-O-O-P. Oh, fuck. Nope. Nope. Lots of nope. My wife... What? (laughs) Nope, but but go on. (laughs) My wife poops in the shower and stumps it down the drain. Not a joke. She recently told me this, and I've been living with it for weeks now. She even broke the news to me while laughing about it. You know what a waffle stump is? She asked me as she laughed and laughed so hard she started crying. I feel disgusted and betrayed. I can't... (laughs) 
I'm sorry. <laughs> I can't even look at her over breakfast anymore before I head off to work. And while at work, all I can do is wonder to myself, is she doing it right now? Apparently, this has been going on for years. She says she uses all scented candles she obsessively buys online to match the smell. I work 12 to 15 hour days, so plenty of time to cover her shit stink. A few times we've had to snake the drain due to a clog, and now I know why. I'm not sure I can live this life anymore. Why the fuck would you do this? What, what, like, I don't, why? Why would you, because (laughs) shower drains are not big. Some of them are. Bigger than others. Why would you want to do that in the shower where you're at? You just basically in a steam shower of shit. Like, why would you? Why would you even want to do that to yourself? Let alone, let's not even discuss how disgusting it is and how unhygienic and all of these things. You're in there with it, with steam and heat and shit. Why would you want it? Why? For what? Dogs don't even do that. You know that dogs don't shit when they sleep because they don't want to sleep with the shit? Dogs don't even fucking do that. What? what? <laughs> I I don't... The, the only possibility in my head is kink-related shit. Because, you know, they got scat kinks. I mean, and people who do those kinks, fart kinks, they have to like the smell. I mean... But this is utterly disgusting. Is this divorce-worthy shit? Hell yeah, it's divorce-worthy. Yes. Yes, it is. Bruh, I, I, I have to agree. Because <laughs> I be thinking all the time I done sucked her toes after she got out the shower. Uh, after we done got into freaky time. I be like, I, oh, I won't want her to touch my food. I'd never be able to forget this. I've been in the shower. I didn't took a shower in that shower where there's remnants of shit all over the place. Like, oh no, absolutely not. No, no, and no. <laughs> and then the and then my wife not knowing that telling me this would make me feel utterly disgusted. Number one, and two, the childlike laughter behind the thought of it being a thing. A waffle stump? Come on, man. Come on, man. Like you, you married a Samuel? Even like is this some is this some Lindsay Lohan fucking uh, body swap shit? <sighs> Where like she done switch places with a kid, and it says she been doing it for the last few years. How some shit like this just come out of nowhere? That's a lie. She been doing this shit since she was a child. If you do this shit like this, you didn't just decide to dookie in the shower one day and just stomp it down the drain. <sighs> Stop. <laughs> just, it's so nasty. <laughs> this toilet is right there. <laughs> like, you don't have to go in another room. Like, you literally hop out and get on the... I... I can't. No. You know what? Ugh. Thanks for that, Colin. Everybody, you can thank Colin for that. Yes. If you're having an utter, utterly difficult time with this. But 
Yeah, we get a divorce. I mean, I'm gonna ask her. Listen, we're getting a divorce because you shit in the shower and stomp it down the drain. I'm inclined to put that on the divorce documentation. <laughs> but if you want a better story, you better come up with it now, because otherwise, I'm gonna tell them it's because you be shitting in the shower, and I can't live with you no more. No. I'm gonna start calling you shit foot. What? <laughs> shit foot. That's what I, I would do. I would start calling her shit foot. What's up, shit foot? <laughs> Shower shit. Steam stink. Some shit. What up, steam stink? I have about 20 different names by the time this shit was over. She'll divorce my ass. It'd still be because of the shit in the shower, just <laughs> because she couldn't take the criticism and her self esteem is fucked up now. That is disgusting. It's bad. It's bad. It's bad. It's bad. So I went on Reddit and you can like um you can choose like only posts where people have been um noted as being assholes. So I only picked asshole posts to see if we agree. So okay. these are these are all posts in which everybody decided that this these people are assholes. Oh, conflict. Yeah. <laughs> um, but <clears throat> we just got a letter from Angel. Oh, okay. She caught us right on time. Um and then we'll go to uh then we'll go to your asshole letters. So me and you can have some conflict. <laughs> Hey, con artists. Hope all is well. Thanks for the invite to come on the podcast. I'll have to think about that. It took me a long time to start writing because it was out of my comfort zone. I'm starting to feel more comfortable writing letters, so we'll see what happens. The discussion y'all had in episode 276 about trusting your partner to walk a friend home made me think about an Instagram debate. This woman and her friend were talking about candles from Bath and Body Works. The woman mentioned that her man liked a certain scent. For the sake of the story, let's call the woman Keisha and the friend Toya. A few days later, Keisha got a call from Toya. Toya caught a sale at the store and bought the candle that Keisha's man likes for him. Keisha got upset, went off on the friend, and hung up. They have been good friends for years, but Keisha felt like Toya overstepped by buying her man a candle. There was an update. The friends finally talked about it. Toya said she bought the candle for Keisha to give to him. Some people thought Toya only said that to get out of the situation because she could have said that from the beginning. Either way, do you feel that it's inappropriate for your friend to give a gift to your partner? Was it a nice gesture or inappropriate? I'm going to keep going, and we'll get back to that later. When y'all mentioned outside kids, that definitely struck a nerve with me. The amount of outside kids in my family is ridiculous. The men in my family were slinging pinging all over the place. My grandfather didn't have any outside children, but he was one of few. My grandmother didn't let that man out of her sight that often. He rarely went anywhere by himself. I don't know if he cheated in the past or she was traumatized by her brother's behavior. She had seven brothers and they all had children by multiple women. One of them is rumored to have 10 children, but only has three with his, his wife. I know two family members that I didn't know I was related to when I first met them. To be clear, these were not romantic encounters. It does not make me, it does make me realize how easily these things can happen though. Episode 277 read, I also have trouble asking for help, had trouble asking for help. I had to work on that and I still struggle with it sometimes. It took me a while to ask my partner for help. I had to realize that in a partnership, sometimes they need to lean on you and sometimes you need to lean on them. It can take a toll on you when you don't allow people to help you. I've started to realize that therapy is important. I plan to start soon. Being therapist, how important is that? Is it that your partner goes to therapy? 
Mr. On Point, please send me the list you mentioned in episode 276. Bye for now, Angel. Okay. The candle thing is bullshit. Like, I would not get mad. <laughs> it's a candle. It's a candle. I don't, I just. But would it matter if she bought it for you to give to your partner, if she bought it for oh, him she directly? It for him? I don't give a fuck. Like, if we've all hung out. And she got a candle because I mentioned because she has this information because I said something about it. I, it's a candle. I don't. Maybe it's the thing. Like if she bought him some drawers or like, I don't know what it. I guess that would be the equivalent like a man buying your girl lingerie or something. But like a candle, I just I wouldn't give a fuck about that. Okay, cool. I give him the candle. It's a candle. <laughs> I could I would have even gave it to her. If she like, um, even cologne, I wouldn't care. Cologne, maybe make uh, even then. I wouldn't give a fuck. That just you you really like y'all been friends for years. And she buy a candle for your dude and you like it's is friendship ending almost. And who cares if she was gonna give it to him directly or she bought it for the friend to give it to him? It's a fucking candle. I just that wouldn't shake nothing with me. Like I wouldn't. I would have just been like, oh, okay, you saw the candle on sale, you got him a candle. Okay, that's not personal enough of a gift for me to get upset about it. I guess is what I'm saying. It's a candle. Give a fuck. Cause guess what? I'm gonna burn that motherfucker in my house that I share with him. We're gonna both enjoy this scent. I don't give a fuck. Now, if there's some other shit going on, now maybe it's some other shit going on that the friend been doing and so this is a culmination of things but if this is the only thing like bitch get by like it's a candle what if it was something that you wasn't gonna benefit you what if she bought him like a gucci belt now that's very expensive and unnecessary so that would be a problem but a candle that you bought on sale from bath and body work so it's not like a problem isn't warranted in some circumstances around a friend buying a partner something is just yeah. justified in this instance it's not that big of a deal like i said if it's something if it's been a, a pattern of behavior of her doing like side eye worthy shit if it was some kind of a like intimate kind of a gift or like something very personal but a, a candle unless the kid the name of the candle is i want to fuck you <laughs> <laughs> I just so we went to that Jack Daniels. Um, we went to that Jack Daniels. We did art exhibit, right? Mm-hmm. And was it one of your friends that was with us? Yeah, her and her husband. And we started talking about Wagyu beef. Yeah. Um, what if what if your friend? Like, what if it was that scenario and your friend bought your husband? Wag you beef, and it's just for him, just to stay. It's based on the conversation, you know what I'm saying? It's and, based and, on the like, conversation, but y'all, part of that conversation was how fucking expensive that shit is. Like, that's why are you buying him such an expensive gift? That's so, weird. okay, so, so you putting a price limit on it. So, what if it wasn't a Gucci belt? What if it was? What if it was a belt from just your regular dealers? Why are you buying him clothes though? Like I said, a candle is something like. It's not personal. Like people don't really buy each other clothes. Like candles, people get them shits for Christmas gifts. Like it, that's not a big deal. Buying clothes is like I feel like more of an intimate gesture. Like 
you don't just have random people buying you clothes. Friends don't really buy each other clothes like that. That is not something that's usually done that much outside of a, a relationship. So why are you buying him clothes? Like that nigga got clothes. <laughs> okay, okay. So, so if the candle was expensive, if it was a three hundred dollar candle, that'd be a problem. Why you a three hundred? Yes, that would be a problem. Even though you would still burn it and you would still get value out of it. Yeah, but the, the amount of effort again, you're willing to spend three hundred dollars on him. That's why. Why are you willing to drop that much money? That's a lot of money. So the only reason that it's not a problem for you because it's cheap, it's not personal to him, yeah. and it don't seem like it's out of the way to do. Yeah. But also, if it's something that's personal to him, even if it is cheap, it's still a problem because you tending to him in some kind of way is not something that you should do as a friend. Yeah. Okay, so the only way you'll accept somebody buying something is if it's in the price range that you deem necessary uh, acceptable and it's something that benefits both of you otherwise it's a problem well it doesn't necessarily have to let's see what is something that he because clothes ain't it but like what is something else that um well i don't know because okay let's say let's say we um you know he's a big marvel we're both marvel fans and he would be Marvel fan because I am. <laughs> but uh, and you saw like a um, we had all just had this long conversation about Black Panther. You saw this a Black Panther bobble head, and you, and he was like, "Hey, I saw this thing. We was just talking about this, and I thought he would like this. That ain't for me. It's for him. I'm not gonna necessarily benefit from it. I wouldn't care about that. That wouldn't matter." So what if it was something like, uh, what if it was like a, what if yo, you had told your friend that your husband was looking for like some kind of tickets and she was able to get her hands on them, even though they were not the cheapest thing, but she knew that like this is the only way he would be able to get a handle on them. That would be fine because I'll get her the money for him because I have been, I have been looking for the tickets for him. You okay. found them. I'm going to give you the money and I'm going to give them to him. My gift. <laughs> so this is how I operate. The way that the women in my friends' lives exist is they don't, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. Like, I'm going I'm gonna give a quick hey, and I ain't gonna say nothing else to them unless unless they just a real talkative person and it comes out of being rude if I don't to where because you know some people draw you into communicating, but my friends' women if they just if they just sit to the side and don't engage in the friend group, I don't engage with them. And I just don't, because one, I know how dudes be. I don't want dude to perceive that I, I give a fuck about, you know, your woman. And, and and I feel slighted by him because, you know, I don't give a fuck about nothing <laughs> enough to give a fuck about your lady. Like, bro, like, I don't, I don't care. So for you to be offended is your shit. But I feel like if, if this moment presented itself to me, damn, man, my wife been looking for this fucking Furby or some life exclusive shit and i saw it i buy it and i'd be like bro i know you've been needing some points with the wife lately i found this thing for your lady that you've been looking for i need the money for it <laughs> you know what i'm saying <laughs> otherwise i'm taking this shit back yeah, <laughs> you know like, what i'm saying it not like that I, I, you know and again I think, I think women 
because women are a lot more like women do little shit like just because you know we we do that a lot more i feel like so like her buying it's, again like we just had a conversation about this the candles were on sale you bought one of the candles it wouldn't be a big deal to me like i wouldn't necessarily like i said this sound like maybe the wife was already questioning some of her friends behavior because if this is the only thing that's happened that just i don't get why you would be that angry about it like i wouldn't give a fuck yeah i just don't i don't think it's a way that a, a man can let his woman know that another man bought her something and that i'm okay with it I don't think that that ain't gonna work out well. I think the woman would start thinking, well, "Why would he buy me? Why would why would he buy me this? Like why? I mean, because you know, again, women do that. You saying women do that shit more frequently. I think that it'll be more acceptable for you to be like, "Hey, Keisha bought you this. Mm-hmm. Oh, for real? Yeah, I told her you like these, and you know, she bought you this, so we gonna burn this. Okay, cool. That'll be way different if a dude bought something for a man. You know what I'm saying? Like one, she gonna be skeptical. She like why? I feel like she'll be like, why your friend buying me this shit? Like, you need to no, I don't want this. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Depending on what it is. It depends on what it is. I, I mean... But also, I don't think men would be sitting at the goddamn bath and body work being like, my wife like this candle, man. Yeah, she, <laughs> she fuck with this fragrance, you know. Except for me, because I sell candles. You know what I'm saying? Like, I might have a conversation with somebody about candle fragrances, but it definitely wouldn't be me telling somebody that my lady like this, this kind of candle. I don't know. I mean, I don't know how many men really having them conversations. Men be territorial, man. They don't be liking to say shit about the women they date. They just know the house smell nice. They don't fucking know what it, what the scent is, or where it's from, or what it is. Even they don't know if it's a candle, a plug in. They don't know. They just know it smells nice in here. (laughs) Y'all need to learn about them candles. If you want to know more about candles, you can go to sharparomas.com. Buy (laughs) something on the on the palette. My relaunch is coming on Monday. Um. For my website, I got my first batch of candles done. My website set up the way I want to, uh, well, even though I'm still working on it. But, yep, go to sharprooms.com if y'all want some fragrances for your ladies or mans or selfs. <laughs> but, yeah, me personally, though, I, I just really don't think I give a fuck. I really don't think I give a fuck. I don't, I wouldn't give like I don't think I would have a problem with my friends having their own re- limited or version of a relationship with my with my partner. You know, not outside of me, you know what I'm saying, in that sense. But, like, if I had a friend that came to a dinner and just bought everybody gifts and bought my wife a gift and everybody a gift, then, I mean, I don't have no problem with that. Some motherfuckers is thoughtful like that. But also, I'm a very liberal, non-conforming, different kind of nigga. So, you know, as long as y'all ain't fucking, I don't care. (laughs) Or, unless we got that kind of arrangement, (laughs) if you are fucking, then, you know, whatever. No, monogamy, everybody. Not what cuckold. I don't, I don't remember the rest of it. What was it? What else? Um, let me see. Outside kids. Oh yeah, I think this was the com- this when I was talking about um how people want to romanticize the relationships of old and they knew how to stay together and all of this. But yes, that happened a lot. And it's unfortunate. And that's the part that people leave out. And it is, it does have an impact on everybody in the family. It has an impact on whether or not you know your fucking family. There is no reason why you should become an adult and like be meeting people that you didn't know 
existed because your grandfather, your uncle, whoever was out here just making babies randomly, even though he had a wife at home. Like this shit is bullshit, bro. Like, and that it it infuriates me every time I hear. And it's usually no, I ain't even gonna say that because I've heard some women say it. Anytime I hear people be like, "They, you know, they used to stay." Yeah, because your your grandma put up with a lot of shit. <laughs> and if you want to put up with this shit, cool, and you can stay married too. But I'm not going to. <laughs> so. That means that I get divorced or I just never get married, then so be it. Um, better than having, you know, uh, what is it, hood twins where you got a kid and a bitch across town got a kid that's the same age because your husband was fucking her at the same time. He was fucking you and y'all both got pregnant around the same time. No, thank you. Not the life of me. It's a set of uh, cousins on on Facebook that look just like they look exactly alike because it was just a weird roundabout of who had sex with each other. One one's uncle and one's daddy had sex with the, the auntie mama. Oh. It was a weird thing. They cousins, but they cousin brothers, <laughs> and they look like twins. <laughs> you know, they just look just alike. It's just I'm like, but that my, you know, my uncle Mac, which is my grandfather's brother. When he died, people were like, <laughs> it was kids coming that like folks didn't even fucking know about. Like this nigga was out here. My grandfather had one outside child, my aunt Geneva. And um, but his brother, Uncle Matt, Uncle Matt was out here just flinging dick, just whatever, whomever, wherever, it did not matter. He had so many kids. <laughs> And I wish I had his obituary so I could count them. Um, and that's what we know of, okay? <laughs> Those are the ones. And so, yeah, his wife stayed married to him, but at what cost? Like, that's the thing. Just staying married for the sake of being married is the stupidest shit I ever heard. Y'all really want to romanticize this shit? Great. Go ahead, do you. But no, thank you. <laughs> no, thanks. I'm cool over here. Mm. I will, I'll, I'm content with marriage is not lasting it as, as long if the marriages that do last are more healthy marriages i'll take that quality over quantity any day <laughs> the fuck oh god yeah i mean a lot a lot more men were getting shot in the stomach by their women too and poisoned and dying of very odd circumstances so i mean men don't want to trade that shit off Men really just want everything that they want and don't want nobody else to have shit. Well, shit used to be great for them, right? Like, looking back then, you could do whatever the fuck you wanted to do as long as you were, like, going to work and providing for your family. All bets were off on any other other shit you was doing. You could be whooping bitches' asses. You could be fucking half the town. You could do all of that, but he take care of his family. And so that was it. That was enough. Who, I guess, you know, who wouldn't want to live that life again? But fuck y'all that do. And no. <laughs> Can't do it. Shit's over. Shit's over. Let it go. So you was born in the wrong decade. Just let it go. Move on with your life. It's not going to happen. Um, And you're more likely to get murked now than you were even back then. Like these bitches now <laughs> will kill you. <laughs> They will kill you, and you ain't y'all ain't even married. They'll kill you for just cheating in a relationship. So I mean, by all means, do you? But I hope you got your affairs in order. 
It's a lot of people that's looking at cheating as a new norm type situation. Mm-mm. It can be y'all yeah. doing. I'm cool. Uh, the next part is about asking for help. Oh, yeah, I'm still, it's a work in progress. I think it's going to forever be a work in progress for me just because of how I grew up and just life circumstances. So I think that I will never fully be comfortable doing it and it will always be kind of like pulling teeth. <laughs> My goal is to just suck it up and do it more often, but I, I'm never going to like it. Like, I'm never going to be cool with it. Like, that's never going to be the case. I'm not even, that ain't even my goal because it's an unattainable goal. <laughs> so, my goal is just to, like, reach out and, and do it more often, regardless or despite the fact that it makes me uncomfortable. The times that I've helped Red was because I was smart enough to know that she was going through a problem. I understood her enough to know that she wasn't going to ask for no damn help with the problem. I also knew that she could use some assistance with the problem. And so I had to like assert help onto her sometimes. Like I had to be like, you, you're getting this goddamn help. You know what I'm saying? Period. That's the kind of partner you would need. You need a partner who can really like look at what's going on and be like, this is how I'm filling those gaps. And, and you got to start with filling off the gaps sl- slowly. Yes. If you... You can't help too big. <laughs> you got to break that help down into bite-sized motherfucking morsels. Otherwise, as far as Red concerned, you're going to choke. She's not going to take big help. She'll take a little bit of help. Um, yeah. I've had to manipulate Red into helping, in helping Red. And I didn't <laughs> even realize what was going on. She didn't realize because it. Because I would have fought against it if I had known. She would have. And I... <laughs> yeah. So... It's a work in progress, though. It's, you know, like I said, it's never I, just because of my life experiences. It's never going to be to the levels of like people who haven't experienced the things that I've experienced. So like I said, my goal is just to be more open to doing it, despite the fact that it makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. So was that was there was there another part? The last part. How important is it that your partner goes to therapy? I think that. It is good for everybody at some point to go to therapy because we all deal with things in different ways. So, like, it, it isn't so much as, like, your shit is so severe you need therapy. I think everybody needs a, a unbiased third party that they can process stuff through. Now, I'm not going to make him go because it doesn't do any good. I've had clients that then came in, my wife want me to be here. <laughs> The shit is the most annoying shit in the world. Like, what the fuck I'm supposed to do with that? <laughs> Bro, I, I started to get defensive when that shit happened. <laughs> I'd be like, why are you here? If you ain't here because you want to be here, then why are you here? Because you can, like, this isn't going to work. You but that's a risk. Like that's a high risk maneuver, though. It is. Because they were, it, okay. It, <laughs> it hand went bad. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, I done it twice. And I act like I do this shit a lot. You know, but then I have to put on my soft tone, you know, and then, you know, kind of like ease them into it. But, yeah. but, you know, men who think coming to counseling with me is going to be better or easier because I'm a man is not, that's a flawed assessment. <laughs> <laughs> it's a flawed assessment. So, so this is my take. We all got some trauma. We all got something we could be talking to somebody about therapy on. I think my need for my partner to go to therapy is based on the severity of behaviors that I see. 
And I feel like if they aren't willing to go, then we got a problem. If they ain't willing to address that shit, then we got a problem. Because, I mean, you could, you know, the representative can last for a long-ass time. Y'all know the romantic phase of love, new relationship energy, that shit can last for like two years. You know, and that's a long enough time for you to not really get some of your partner's behaviors, you know. But if we've been good for six months and then at some point I just see you stomp a mud hole in a neighborhood cat or some shit. Christ. I don't be like, what the fuck wrong with you? I mean, I, I like you too much to say this like we we ain't we done. But like, one, if I ever see you do that shit again, it's it's a wrap. Number two, you got to go to therapy. If you don't go to therapy, it's a, it's a wrap. So for me, I think it's based on the behaviors of the individual. Let me say this, well, because we're, since we're talking about like relationships and therapy and stuff, because I've had this the last few weeks, I've, I feel like I've had this conversation multiple times with people. But I hate doing couples counsel, first of all. Let me just say that. Um, but if you're engaged, thinking about getting engaged, whatever, I am not going to say that you shouldn't go and get their uh, counseling through your church. If that's important to you, if you want to go and talk about your spiritual relationship, if, you know, if that if that's something that you want to do, some pastors that are going to marry you require it before they'll marry you. All of that is good and well and fine and dandy. However, that should not be the only counseling that you get because it is not going to cover a lot of things that you need to discuss before determining whether or not you want to spend the whole rest of your fucking life with this person okay it ain't gonna cover a lot of things okay and so i recently have had couples that got the the church counseling but didn't get um like actual therapy with a therapist and a lot of the the things that they're dealing with they could have found out on the front end like things that they like did not agree upon uh that were going to be problematic later they didn't talk about okay money kids sex are the top three and some iteration of those three things is why people get divorced you're not going to talk about them things with your pastor. They, they, it just doesn't go that way. And so then you're going to go into this relationship not knowing how both of you feel about money and how the money should be spent and who make the financial decisions. And is it a joint effort and all of those things? Not knowing about what, how satisfying is your sexual relationship? Is there some things that need to be changed? How do you feel about infidelity? Like, what, like how you going to raise your kids? What that's going to look like? Do you want kids? How soon after the marriage? Like, you're not going to talk about all of those things that are important. <laughs> with the past. So I'm not going to say no, don't do it because I know that for people that are religious, that has a benefit for them and that's fine, but don't let that be it. Please don't do that. You're going to miss out on discussing a lot of important things that will save you a lot of trouble later on in your relationship. If you just talk about them shits up front. I had a, uh, one thing that y'all should know about narcissist in relationships is that if a narcissist goes to counseling with you, a lot of the times it's so they can be a better narcissist. <laughs> it's so that they can learn tactics to manipulate you better. And I had a client, a couple that was narcissist, where the male was narcissist, and they had been going to spiritual guides that the church recommended 
for long uh, a while and all that it was doing was forcing them to stay in a relationship that they didn't want to stay in mm-hmm. or that she didn't want to stay in under the guise of these are your vows you should figure out figure out a way to work it out and he was just cheating he was on dating apps and stuff and when they came to me well she done left them now but <laughs> she was talking about how it was my fault that they marriage broke up and it was so irritating but like a lot of people will use a lot of manipulative people men or women will use religion as that uh guilt they'll guilt you into staying with them because the religious say we should do it uh, and we should work through work through this and work this out while they planning on how not to get caught next time i had a client who said she did religion they did some uh, counseling with a pastor who told them the only acceptable reason for divorce was infidelity. And she said, well, what if he's beating on me? Or like, well, you you can work through that. I can work through getting my ass whooped. What? Are you crazy? <laughs> no, I can't. No, I can't do that. I'm sorry. <laughs> How is infidelity worse than being beat daily? You know what? I, I would I also be inclined to believe that that same pastor would have a different tune if she did him like um that woman did that man on um diary of a mad black woman when he was in that wheelchair (laughs) yeah like let's not say he was in a wheelchair but let's just say she she put a fucking bump on his head got him looking like gumby and they was in that church mean i bet he wouldn't say that same shit then because it's a lot of uh, you know it's a lot of patriarchy in Christianity and a lot of that shit is man centered like how dare you disrespect your man type shit like so the stuff that those systems are expecting women to deal with are vastly different than the stuff that they are expected to deal with that if if a man is going through the things that they be putting a woman through and again pastors are men first right and so I think that the patched pastor's natural inclination is going to be to protect men when it comes to opportunities to do so versus he's still going to treat women the way a man treats women, women, you know, in that event. Now, in my last relationship, I had been encouraging my partner to get therapy for some time and she'll start, go a few sessions and not continue. And my assessment at the end of that whole thing, which I told her, was that you are a walking trauma response your life right now is based on you having all of your needs met mm-hmm. and you're going to need to go work that out before you go and try to help somebody else or be in an engagement with somebody where they needs need to be met like that's that's and and you know a part of me i can't i feel like i can't put that on it, it gives a little buffer between how you know frustrated I would be with what happened in the relationship versus understanding that, you know. But some of us just ain't ready to be in relationships, and I think that it's a conversation worth happening because I'll be on a date. So at a certain point, I wasn't looking for no relationship, but I'd be on a dating site. And people will be like, why are you on a dating site if you want if you don't want to be in a relationship? And I'm like, well, that don't mean I don't want to engage with people. 
it don't mean that I don't want to have somebody to spend time with. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just communicating that to you right now so you can decide whether you want to be a person that just spend time with me. You know, if you want to, you don't have to, you know, but which makes that whole process complicated. But some of us just ain't ain't ready to be in a relationship because of whatever struggles we going on. And I just wish that we ourselves knew that enough to be able to make that decision instead of passing ourselves off as being ready to be in relationships. And then when we get in them, our partner find out that, you know, they not ready for a relationship, mm-hmm. you know? So I think it's important, but for me, it's not that they have to be in therapy while we're there. It's that one very important component in all this is that your partner is not your therapist. While your partner may be somebody that's suitable to have these conversations with, and they may be suitable to carry some of your burden, your partner's not your therapist. They're not there to trauma dump uh, for you to trauma dump on and figure out how to manage that. Um, that's one thing. Um, so you got to figure out the range of what you can share and are willing to share with your partner. And if your partner can support you in the way that you want to be supported with that. The next part is you don't actively have to be in counseling in a relationship with me. Um, but your behaviors at a certain point will lead me to suggest counseling. And if your behaviors without heeding to my suggestion, if your behaviors end up being problematic enough that it impacts my well-being, then, you know, the relationship got to go <laughs> at that point. But yeah. That was a was it the last part of her. Yeah, that was the last part. Okay. Um Okay, like I said, uh I only chose uh, Reddits this week that have already been tagged as asshole, but I want to see if we agree okay. that they're assholes. So all of these have been deemed assholes by Reddit. <laughs> mm-hmm. But and you haven't read them? No. Mm-mm. Okay. Um, I just read the titles and kind of looked to see this was a little long. It well, it's not really, but he he put a bunch of edits in, and so I feel like people really got at him for him to have added so many edits. Yeah. But I'm going to read the first part first and then I'll read the edits after. The title of this one is Am I the Asshole for Taking My Baby to See My Family Against My Wife's Wishes and Telling Her She Needs to See a Therapist? Damn. <laughs> we came home from the hospital five weeks ago with our first child, a boy. For the next four weeks, my wife did not let any of my family visit our son. Her mother and sister came over several times a week. My wife refuses to let my family see him because she doesn't want to play host. My family understands that being a new mom is stressful and they have no expectations of being treated like proper guests. I told her it's not fair that her family can come and go as they please, but my family can't even meet him. She said her family comes over to help her, which is not really true. They just hold the baby a little and if the baby isn't sleeping, then I am the one taking care of him while they are here. They don't clean or anything and at most they might bring some takeout on on the way over. Finally, I decided I would be taking the baby to see my parents last weekend. My wife doesn't breastfeed, so I got all the formula and diapers and everything I would need for a couple of days and packed a bag. A couple of days? That's okay. (laughs) A newborn? Uh, I thought this was a win-win because my wife could have some time to herself or come along and she would be under no pressure to host anything. But she got mad when I told her that 
told her what I would do, but I told her this was happening. I am the baby's father, and my family has a right to see him just as hers does. She refused to come along and said she can't believe I'm treating a new mother this way. I left on Friday evening and didn't hear anything from my wife on Saturday, but her sister and mom were over and sent a bunch of texts basically accusing me of abusing a new mother. Finally, on Sunday, she started sending me text after text on how I was a terrible husband, how I kidnapped her son, how a baby can't be separated from his mother, etc. It got so bad that I cut my visit short and drove home. She was very mad when I got home and refused to speak to me. The next day when the baby was asleep, I sat her down and tried to calmly explain to her that I am the father of the baby, so I have as much a right to where he goes and who he sees as she does. We are equal parents, and she needs to accept reasonable compromises when we disagree, like my family being able to see our son and she not having to host them. She called me an asshole and shouted that she gets more say because she's the one who was pregnant with him. At that point, I said, if she thinks that way and the accusation accusation she texts me, I think she might, I think she really needs to see a doctor and get assessed for PPD because her behavior is not normal. She called me an asshole and said I was abusing my position as the earner. Money was never part of any discussion. She has been giving me a near silent treatment all week, resisting any attempts to discuss therapy. And her sister has texted me saying I should apologize to her for what I said. I told her sister that I said absolutely nothing wrong in response to being accused of kidnapping and being a lesser parent to my son. I am standing my ground, but I need an outside perspective. Am I the asshole? Shit. Now, from my perspective in this, there are a a whole bunch of those male short-sighted behaviors that are problematic in the sense that, okay, you don't understand. Like, this woman has had the greatest body shock she will ever have in her life and is connected to that being, some that creature that she's been connected to for all of these months that you haven't been. And so the idea that you just get to pull rank and put down the daddy card like that, I don't think that's the case, personally. Um, It is odd that she ain't letting his family come over any, but her family can come over. But again, that body shock and that experience may be so much that she needs comfort that she's familiar with that she ain't getting from her husband. Um, I don't think it's odd to to dictate that it may be a postpartum depression. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't think that's off to do that. And, and frankly, if nobody else in her life is at least checking to see if that's the case based on her behavior, then that's I, I get it. But like, it seems retaliatory, though. It didn't seem like that was his assessment at the beginning. It sounds like he only started thinking that because he wasn't getting his way to a degree. But at the end of the day, I I don't think he should have done this. I don't think he should have. I don't think he should have took his baby. I don't at think he should have took his baby. It's 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 not at best. At, yeah, well, I don't know what you're gonna say, but he it was a big jump. It's like my family can't come over. I'm taking the baby over there for the whole weekend. Now, at, at best, it should have been, hey, my family outside, they're going to come yeah, see the baby for 30 minutes, and then they're going to leave. You know, I, we got to get used to getting comfortable with the baby, blah, 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 blah. But, but him just taking, the, just taking the whole child and throwing down the I'm the daddy card, he, that's that short-sighted male shit when it comes to a woman's entire pregnancy. And it's like as soon as the baby get here, it's like I get 
100% equal say. And I don't think that's the case. And I wouldn't want that. I wouldn't want that myself personally. I know that sounds like a, a, I don't know how that sounds to anybody listening, but I want there to be enough time for her to truly adjust with getting comfortable while I'm filling in the gaps. I need her to see that I can be present for her in this time and in this moment. And that shit, all the shit he doing is just ain't being present for her right now. That's what I was going to say is that best he could have had the family come over just because it's a newborn. So, uh, and I'm assuming that this is recent. So like, just, you know, I know we don't talk about COVID. It's, I feel like uh, we don't talk about Bruno. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but we don't talk about it. However, it's still out here. People are still getting sick. So and newborns don't have immune, they don't have an immune system, essentially. Okay. They're still, they're, they're building it up, but there's a reason why you're not supposed, they tell you not to take a baby. Well, in the South, I don't know. I don't know if this is a Southern thing, but it's six weeks. Um, but I don't think taking the baby to visit pe- like people's homes was a good idea. Um, at best, I could have seen him like having his family come over and be like, no, they're going to come and see the baby in the house in the same way that your parents came over to see the baby in the house. But taking the baby for a whole weekend, a fresh ass baby like that, like uh, that's not I don't I don't agree with that at all. Like that was not the way to go. He did five edits. Um, I'm assuming because of comments. Comments, yep. First edit. Somebody flame brawling his ass in the comments. First edit. To clarify, the idea my wife might have PPD did not occur to me until after the visit with my family. I guess somebody was like, you said you thought it was punitive that he said it Mm -hmm. after that. Uh, Maybe somebody else said that, but he said it it didn't occur to him until after that. But it's like, okay. What? (laughs) You, but you've known the whole time that her behavior was different, and you know that she just had a baby. Like nothing about you. Ask yourself what after a woman has a baby is a representation of of different behavior, which easily would have been PPD. But now you're because when people be doing these edits, they be trying to backtrack so that they don't look that bad. So I really would think that that's an excuse. Uh, I'm gonna read this, so th- I'm sure this um, this co- this uh, comment is in response to what his next edit is. So I'm gonna read one of the comments and then read his edit. Uh, an overnight visit to your family's home over her objections as well is very different from her family coming to visit for a few hours. You can easily imagine how your equivalency argument would be perceived by a judge if it's not if it got to that point. The more reasonable compromise was to invite your family over to a porch visit for which you prepare all snacks, et cetera, and give your wife notice so she can plan to A, stay inside, B, be elsewhere, or C, join in on the visit. You have equal saying who is invited onto the property. That would have been a more defensible compromise than taking the infant out of the home overnight and away from the mother. You're the asshole. So his second edit was, my wife knew of my plan to visit my family several days in advance. I planned a weekend trip because they are several hours away. If they're several hours away, that's more of a reason for them to come to you. So you took a newborn baby, (laughs) fresh out the womb, put him in a car for several hours, drove and went and took him to see family. No, that's even more of a reason why you shouldn't have done that. They should have came to you again. The more reasonable thing for me would have been to invite them over and let them see the baby at the house. Um, 
instead we of also, the baby. <laughs> we also don't know if she's given any reasons for why not. Because it's different if she was saying to him, I'm not ready, you know, while he wasn't, versus if if she was saying, well, I don't want the baby to be at risk for COVID, you know, or like it, it's several different reasons that she could give if she had a reason to give that is he telling us the reason? He because said, right, he said that um, she said her family comes over when he said something about it's not fair that her family can come over and his can't. She said that her family comes over to help her. And not just to visit the baby, but he's saying that's not true. That when they come over, they just like sit with the baby that they're not cleaning up or like helping out or whatever. Well, that's the but that's the reason why her family come over. That's not that's that don't answer the question of why she don't want his family, his to, family come to come over because uh, his family could because he could he could say, hey, give me a list of what you like my family to oh, do when they come over. He said because she said she don't want to play host. Would, uh, uh, I mean, I guess I have to like entertain and put out food. May I don't know. But but see, to me, that's a personal issue because if she ain't doing that for her family, why would she think that she would have to do that for she his got family? His family, yeah. Maybe, and, and that might go into the dynamics of their family relationship. It very well may be that she, maybe they she got a high he got a high falutin ass family, and. She feel like in order to meet their standards and expectations, she got got to host. Maybe that's the case. You know, maybe it's like a psychological thing based on her previous experience with the family. That could be the case. And maybe her family got there from the trailer park and don't give a fuck about nothing. You know what I'm saying? I'm just creating those two extreme dynamics so you can see where perceptually she may be very okay with one and not okay with the other one. Um, so but that's why I was saying that. But that not wanting to be a host is still a problem. And if you're a husband that hears your wife say, I don't want to play host, then you have an opportunity as a husband to say, I promise you, you won't have to do nothing. You won't have to get out of the bed. You won't have to set nothing up. I'll either make sure my family got what need to be guided at the house and the house is how it is. And, and or they won't be here long enough for playing host to make a difference. Like this is an opportunity as a husband to to calm your wife's worries about what the reason or she what she feels like she have to do if your family comes over but he didn't do that he just took the defense of i'm the daddy stance which is enough again some more of that short-sighted shit where how am i showing up for my wife who just had our baby who isn't wanting my family to come over because she doesn't want to host. How can I show up for my wife in that way to make it more comfortable for her if they come over? That's what you should do, but you're not doing that. Edit number three. I want to emphasize this because people keep asking about it. I did not want to separate my son from his mother. I wanted her to come with us. She refused. I did not forcibly take my son away from her. It was her decision not to come along and her decision not to allow my family to come to her. Let me just read all these edits. I can get them out of the way. Um, edit four, my wife is not physically handicapped from childbirth. She has been mobile and going out, including a six-hour car ride two weeks ago. Edit number five, my wife refused any options involving my family coming to us, no hotel or in-town visits. She refused both. She also refused. She didn't want you to take the child. Like, if you're going to say, if you're going to use that she didn't want you to do it, she didn't want you to invite the family over as a reason why you didn't do it. She didn't want you to take the baby either, but you did that. So, like, obviously her just not being in agreement was not going to keep you from doing one of these things. It still would have made more sense 
for you to have your family come over and she just have to deal with the fact that they were there and like you took the baby downstairs to let them see the baby as opposed to taking the, the baby across town or not out of town actually a couple of hours away is out of town maybe out of state depending on where the fuck it is so no sir that's not a reasonable she didn't she refused to um any options where they came in for a visit she refused this last option too but you still chose it <laughs> so you could have chose something else like i get one of his family I'm, he's not a, he's not an asshole for one of his family to interact with his first baby okay it's the way that he went about it i feel like like i said taking a newborn out of the state out of the whatever again a couple of hours could be out of state or out of the city either way that's way too far of a trip for a kid that knew. And so if your issue is your family being able to see him again, she wasn't gonna be down with any of these options. So you, it was still on you to just to, to determine what you felt like was gonna be the best option out of all the ones that she didn't agree with. And you chose the wrong one, period. Problematic. Um, That was all the, he didn't do any updates or anything, but uh. <laughs> People was in the comments that roast they were very upset. He I think he's the asshole. I think he's the asshole. It I kinda I don't want to say sympathize with him in this regard. Um, but I understand where, where he's coming from and his yeah. vantage point and him loving his child and valuing having a, a child and wanting his family to share their time with his child as his his family is. But this ain't how you do that. You know, I mean, creating stress for her, creating risk, risks for your child. And I really, I really like to believe that the women, at least on his family side, was saying, no, 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 don't worry about it. Tend to her because blah, blah, blah. And him no, just won. being like, no, huh? No, they won. Because especially this is his first baby. No, they wanted to see their grandchild or whatever like no i, but, I, don't, but you, I don't think so you don't care. think nobody said even though he ain't supposed to come out in, in this period of time um still bring him anyway even I don't if, know if they were in agreement with him bringing the child or they might have been but, i mean well, they might have been this like, is what i like to believe about my family i would like to believe that if i had a young if i was in this situation I would like to believe that my family, and I believe my mama would do this, would be telling me, no, it's okay. We'll get to see the baby when we see the baby. Tend to your wife now. Don't do nothing that's going to create no turmoil in this moment. But you know that that is not the healthy response of most family members. (laughs) So I am not inclined to believe that his family was that understanding about, especially considering he said, this started five weeks before. so the, it's at least we at least two months into this baby being in existence by the time he took the baby and they're being told they can't come to the house they can't come see the baby and him saying well i'm gonna bring the baby to you i don't think they would have told him not to i don't maybe in the very beginning if it was like the weekend after she got out the hospital with the baby but two months later i feel like uh most of the family was probably like bring him out we want to see him if she won't let us come to the house then we gonna bring him on down here gotcha so i'm not inclined to believe they were that understanding um 
I would, I would, I would hope that a family could be. Um, but you know, again, I understand you. You're right. It's just not a lot of people out here who have that level of consideration, and we also don't know like the history of the relationship with their family, with the wife, and all of this. It's it's a lot of missing information as far as I'm concerned on that. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Am I the asshole for treating my daughter-in-law like a child when she was acting like one? See, this already starting off bad, ma'am. Very bad. Like, mother-in-law's boy. Uh, my son and his wife have been staying with us for about a month now. When they prepare, while they prepare to move into a new place in May. Oh, this is the this is the father-in-law, not the um. Mother-in-law, my bad. My wife and I enjoy having them with us, and for the most part, my daughter-in-law is lovely, but she is very messy. I'm tired from I'm retired from the army, and I have always run my house to a certain set of standards, and I expect them to be followed even by guests. This already. <laughs> my son has often described his wife as someone who prefers clutter, and she generally likes to have things where she can see them. But after I voice my displeasure over the clutter in the guest bedroom they are presiding in, as well as in the guest bath that they are used every day, she she did begin to decrease the amount of clutter, but not to the standards I would like in my home. My daughter-in-law still leaves her makeup out in the bathroom until she gets home in the afternoons because she runs out of time in the mornings to put them up. To her credit, she does clean everything once she gets home, but I don't appreciate having to stare at the mess for hours until she gets home. Why are you going in the guest bathroom in the guest bedroom anyway? You won't even have to go in there. It's the guest room. <laughs> um, I tried handling privately with my son in hopes that he could talk to her. And while he did agree, he mostly made excuses about her behavior, equating it to an unho- uh, unstable home life growing up with incompetent parents and in the foster system towards her later teen years. I admit she is quite young at 20, sir, but my kids knew how to clean up after themselves before they were out of elementary school. <sighs> my frustrations over the situation grew to a head one day when yet again, she left out makeup in the bathroom and in response, I took a trash bag and placed all the makeup and everything underneath the sink that was hers as well. And then in the guest bedroom, every piece of clothing she owned, I had no intention of actually throwing her belongings in the trash, but I wanted to show how serious I was on the matter. And I thought maybe handling it how I would have handled a teenager would have given her a bit of a wake-up call since she seemed to to miss out on it in her childhood. My daughter-in-law came home before my son, and when she discovered her things in the trash bags outside on the front door, I, uh, uh, outside of the front door. I could tell she was rather shell-shocked. I didn't yell, but I was stern when I explained that her behavior had been very disrespectful. And if it just, and if it continued, she would have to leave my house. My daughter-in-law didn't say much and just looked at me with wide eyes the whole time. And then when I was done, she apologized and took all of her things back in the room she was staying in. I could hear her crying, which seemed to me to be dramatic. And when my son came home, he apologized for the daughter-in-law's messiness, but said that the way I handled the situation was too far. I told him it was my house, my rules. Now my daughter-in-law has been keeping all of her things in her car and won't even place them in the house at all. She has also become very reserved when I'm around, but it is completely fine around, but it's completely fine around my daughters and wife. The mess stopped, but now there is an awkwardness in the house. You fucking right. You first of all, you lucky that you got the daughter-in-law that you got because let me tell you what you would have got from me. <laughs> you don't even have to fucking be in here. You don't have to go in the guest bathroom. You don't, you're going around checking up behind them like they fucking children instead of grown people who are just in your house in the interim until they move into their own shit. You being a dick, 
okay? And if I had come home and you would put all of my shit in a trash bag and set it outside, I would have left immediately and said, fuck you and your house. And that would have been the end of our whole entire goddamn relationship. I'm not going to tell him that he can't interact with his father, but I can tell him that his father could kick fucking rocks and that I'm not going to have any further interactions with his bitch ass because if I do, it's going to be a problem, a physical problem, because your daddy full of shit. That is the most excessive and ridiculous shit. Like, dude. <laughs> and she she love her makeup out on the counter and you just bothered by it? She didn't put shit all over the bathroom. She not shitting in the shower. <laughs> He's been brainwashed. He's been brainwashed. This is what they do in the military. And this nigga retired from the military, meaning... He willingly accepted the brainwashing for a whole fucking bunch of years. I had two family members, like my aunt and my. How old is he? Uh, it didn't say. They didn't put it in ages. My really aunt and my sound like both boomer retired shit. from the military, and lived to, still lived together. And they, at no point, and we go up there every Thanksgiving and stay at their house. Some shit be all over the place, and at no point has my uncle ever did that shit. That is out of line and so over the top and you talking about she being dramatic because she cried because you put her shit outside you're being dramatic about a, a this <laughs> perceived mess that you keep talking about don't fucking go in there that you gave them that space to, for them to stay in until they look it'd be different if she was putting shit all over the house and the living room the den everything cluttered just everywhere it is literally just in the space that you gave them in which to live. She ain't let it spilled out. And you going out of your way to go in there and check shit? Like, motherfucker, if you don't sit your ass down somewhere, I'd have kicked him in his shin. <laughs> like, what? No, bro. He would have did your ass like Major Payne did when that boy went up to give him a hug. You remember that scene? Yes, because he didn't know what he was doing. I love you, Major Pain. You plotting on me, boy. <laughs> yeah, that was uh and all of the comments. Everybody's like, why are you spending hours in the guest bathroom staring at her makeup? Like, you don't have to go in there. It's I got a guest room, bedroom in my in my house. And you know, I don't ever fucking go in there. The only time I go in there is because the closet in there is where I keep all of my extra um sheet sets and shit. So when I get ready to change the sheets out on my bed, because that's the closet that I use, that's the only fucking time I go in there. Why are you going in there? <laughs> let, Looking in behind them. This, why? Let me tell y'all about scrub life, okay? Life living with, with my father. He has OCD, okay? And what uh, him having OCD means is that not only does he need to make sure that the spaces that he frequents it are clean, he needs to believe that every space in his home is the same level of clean that he deem acceptable. Which means he never come into my room, but in his head, my room is spotless. In his head, my bathroom is spotless. And it's reasonable, maybe even to his standards, but if it wasn't, if he walked in here, it would be an utter problem. And not only would it be a problem, but it would be problem enough for him to follow up on it several times to make sure that it's, it's that way. Now, I don't know if that's like a specialized kind of OCD or if that's how OCD always work. But 
I feel like what happened with this man, like this is what happens. Certain types of minds that are already susceptible to shit participate in systems that exacerbates that system. For example, he was already predisposed to having OCD. And then he went into a system that really, really taught him what it means to be clean, but also created an unreasonable expectation that everybody else around him be clean too, because that's what the military brainwash you into doing. Everybody around you clean up the same. It's the same. And he raised his kids like that. Who probably hate his ass secretly. Oh, absolutely. No, 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 no. no. Like that one. Well, they either. Well, all of them definitely don't love him, but it sounds like husband is just a fall in line type motherfucker who was never going to deviate away from daddy's shit, even if it came to his woman. You know what I'm saying? But some of them kids don't, don't come home. They don't come back home. Uh, but that none of that makes an excuse for not for trying to make the whole world look at shit the way you look at it. Like. That woman don't have no allegiance to you in that degree. And you even said that she take care of the shit when you ask for it to be taken care of. So the the most unrealistic expectation you have is that she adopt her way of thinking to the kids that you raised. Having Remember, they had to get learn that over 20 years. She's 20 years old, and you're saying that she needs to have this inherent understanding of how I want shit clean before I accept her. And if she don't adopt to that system within these months that my children took 20 years to learn, then I'm going to put her shit outside, bro. Bro, that, that shit was really, really unnecessary because it's like, it wouldn't surprise me if she was like, because the way you talking, about how you respond to it, be like, yeah, because that this is definitely gonna jeopardize your relationship with your grandson. Now, if you yep. ever have one, she's never like yep. that. What don't act like stay with him? Yeah, I don't act like there is not this one thing that your son could have with this woman that your values enough to want to be in your life, and now you just don't fuck that up. Because my grand, my child would never go stay over there. You are not gonna put this. Nope. No, he he can go over there to visit. He is not staying because he is a child, and I'm not gonna have your daddy yelling at him because he knocked some juice over like the like fucking kids do. He is not a military soldier, and I'm not gonna send him to a place where he is expected to behave like one at four. So no, he ain't going over to your fucking daddy house. <laughs> and then for him to complain at the very end of all of this to say, well, now things are awkward. What the fuck? you think was gonna happen you put her shit in a trash bag and say first of all foster kids a lot of times at least here in alabama and like the, they put their shit in a bag in a trash bag sometimes they have to bag up what they can take on their way to go into a group home foster care whatever if they get removed from the home so it just the le- the reason she probably was sitting there wide-eyed and probably so traumatized because you probably reopened some shit from her from when she was in foster care like you just a dick all around for this shit bro and then you gonna say it's all awkward now oh yeah yeah <laughs> what did she think it was gonna be <laughs> and i don't blame her for not putting nothing else in your fucking house. I, we would have to go like I would have been like, we're going to have to stay in a hotel or something. I know it's extra money. I cannot live in the space with your father another second. I am sorry. We're going to have to figure something else out. 
until this house is ready. This ain't gonna work for me though. So I'm gonna box your dad out. <laughs> yeah, it's a wrap. Jesus, oh, that's just so mean, just for so many reasons. Like I said, and with her being a kid that was involved in the foster care system and had to move around a lot and shit, and you for somebody to do that kind of shit for like that's just not okay. It's not okay. And even if she hadn't been a foster kid, you just don't treat nobody like that in general any fucking way. Your dad's a dickhead. Or, sir, he wrote it. You're a dickhead, sir. And you probably are not going to be able to interact with your grandchildren the way that you're going to want to because of this. And, again, you probably do have older kids that don't ever want to fucking come home and you wonder why. This why? Because you. Because you're a dick. Who want to come stay with you? For what? For why? Um, I would, I would need to let my partners know that their family can very easily fuck up our relationship. <laughs> like I will leave you because of your family. Like if you don't get a, a a hold on your family, and and it makes me uncomfortable being around them, I I don't talk. I won't tolerate that. You know what I'm saying? There's a woman out there. I know this sound bad. There's a woman out there like you with a family that's pleasant. <laughs> it, it is i'm just sorry it's the, that's the statistics game the game of numbers there's a woman out there who will be pleasant to have a pleasant family so your family can fuck this up for you if you like this you know what i'm saying not saying i know not saying i'm valuable but i'm saying if you say i'm valuable then you need to get your fucking family in, in together like, I don't have to like your daddy or like your mama. I can be around them. But if they go out of their way to make me uncomfortable, then, or maybe they don't even got to go out of their way. If they just make me uncomfortable, I'm going to let you know I'm not coming around your family. But, you know, and I always say, I don't think I can date a woman, one of those women who be at their family house five days a week and expect me to come to family reunions and all this shit. And if I don't, then the family going to look at me like I'm an outcast. Like, nah. I need somebody with a reasonable trauma with their family. <laughs> I need somebody with a reasonable enough amount of trauma to value one or two people in their family, but not want to be around everybody else that much so that we can just spend our time together because I don't want to deal with that. <laughs> yeah. Um, too much. Um, but yeah, that's the last one that I have. Did you have any? Uh. Because I, I didn't want to run into. I don't know what we are, where we are on time. We 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 deep in on time. Uh, we got twenty five minutes left. Okay. Um, let me go see what mine was about. The fact that I don't remember what it's about means it ain't important. We can do it <laughs> next week. Okay. Yeah, we can do that next week. Well, we can start if, on some news. So go with what you got. Okay. If y'all have a question or a Reddit or whatever you want to send, you can send it to us at our Gmail or on our social media. Gmail account is conversationconartists at gmail.com. Uh, I mean, let me briefly talk about this. Uh, so GQ has a cover with Future on it, and they said uh, the title of the, the cover is Best Rapper Alive. And so people have been debating and talking. And First of all, let me just say, obviously, or maybe not obviously, I guess depending on what the criteria you're using to say best rapper alive, and no matter what criteria you use, I don't feel like Future would fall under there as the best. But keep in mind that it was GQ 
GQ that had this cover and listed him as the best rapper alive. GQ is not a musical magazine, okay? Not their lane. So I don't really give a fuck about them saying, you know, that he the best rapper alive. That's like the homeless person in Five Points. I may walk, I walk by them and they say, you know, 50 Cent is the best rapper alive. Like, okay, homeless person. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> You're like, it doesn't matter. That's exactly how I feel about GQ saying that shit, okay? Um, because by no means, whatever criteria, like liking somebody's music does not mean that they are the best. <laughs> and so again, I would need to know what criteria they, is it, is it album sales? Because if that's the case, nope, he's not the best, okay? Um, if it's number of albums or amount of music, no, he's not the best. And his, you know, I guess subject matter is about taste because I cannot tell you, I don't, I'm pretty sure I've never listened to a future album. I didn't heard the little bops that make the radio, right? <laughs> but at no point have I seen future got an album coming out and been like, yes, I got to make sure I stream that shit. Like best rapper alive is a joke. <laughs> Because there's so many people still living that uh, that don't even need to step into the chat. Like, <laughs> so, uh, you know, for everybody that's like all up in arms about it, like, remember the source. That's all I'm saying. Remember the source. It's GQ. He was on the cover of GQ and they call him the best rapper alive. I feel like you have to take that with a grain of salt. <laughs> like, it's not that deep for me. I disagreed with it, but I was also like, well, it's GQ. You know, they made a very provocative cover that people are going to talk about as we're doing now. And it's going to help them say, uh, I don't even know if people buy magazines anymore. However, magazines make money now it's going to help them with that. <laughs> so that's what that was about. I highly doubt anybody at GQ even feel like that nigga is the best rapper alive. OK. But what is it? Uh, it's provocative. It gets the people going. That's mm -hmm. what this is. That's what it is. Period. I am so unmoved and appalled by this story that I'm intentionally not going to comment on it. <laughs> continue what you got to speak on, but I ain't saying shit. <laughs> it's GQ though. I mean, again, I, I couldn't get too mad about it when I saw it because again, it came from GQ. If this had been the sort, like some musical entity saying that he was the best rapper alive, then I would have been like, who is smoking crack and got wind and, and was allowed to get on the internet? <laughs> but like GQ, like I said, this is a way for them to like, again, however magazines make money, because I really don't feel like people buy magazines anymore. However they make, and they don't stream or, so however they make their money, this was a, a way for them to do that, to get people talking. That's how I feel about that, because there is no way that Navidius, whatever the fuck his last name is, is the best rapper alive. Get the fuck out of here. Um, I'm again, this is just gonna be brief. Um, Jada made a post about um that they need some healing before they talk about this, the slap and all of that on the red table talk. And I'm here to say, Jada, shut the fuck up. Don't talk about it at all. Don't bring this up. I don't care how many years go by, just shut the fuck up. Don't bring this to the red table. Please don't. Please, for the love of all that's holy, just don't, don't. Don't. When y'all heal from this, whatever that fucking means for y'all, 
let it be let it ride let it go this does not need to hit your red table at any point ma'am just shut the fuck up just please please don't i don't want to see three years from now that you oh you're gonna sit down and talk about the infamous slap no jada <laughs> no just just no don't do that um tennessee passed a bill that will require drunk drivers to pay restitution similar to child support if they kill a parent of a minor and i'm behind it <laughs> because drunk drivers survive accidents all the fucking time and it's because their inhibitions are like loose and so you know when you have an accident you tense up that tensing up is what gets people hurt right a drunk motherfucker who don't even know what the fuck is going on they're not going to tense up because they're really not aware of what's going on which is why they their survival rate in those accidents are so much greater than the people that they hit but i think they should have to be fucking responsible for making a child an orphan i don't agree no mm-hmm. why because they should be in a position where they never make an income ever again in their life. This is true, but that ain't going to be the case. Uh, they, they, they should be in jail for the rest of their life. Unless, they, you know, they unless be. they want to give Yeah, they should be in jail the rest of their life. Unless they want to put special assignments on them while they're in prison that will pay them an actual wage that goes directly to the child. Because they, the, that would be something that would be meaningful because they do make money. They let them license yeah. it. It'd be like a, a tenth of a cent or some shit. Prison like, labor already exists, but like right. maybe give, train them to do some specific skill like fucking Andy Dufresne in uh, Shawshank Redemption where he was doing the motherfuckers taxes and shit. Oh, yeah, yeah, Like yeah. train him to do all the prisoner taxes and over the tax season, you know, pay them $5,000 to do it and then send that to the child every year, goddamn. But, yeah. but like, just, no, they shouldn't be free. And I guess if they are free, then, yeah, 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 something should happen. They, but they, You get time for vehicular uh, manslaughter, but they they they'll be out to live their life it's not a lot of time like it's not it's not so much time that you wouldn't be able to come out of come out of there and rebuild your life it's not you know what i think what they should do is they should train the child to be an assassin you remember <laughs> kill bill when yeah. beatrice went and killed vivica fox <laughs> and the child was like she was like hey if you ever want to come fuck me up then do it i think they should train the child to be an assassin and the child be able to go get their vengeance <laughs> Fuck the child wants some child support. You kill my mom, I'm gonna get four hundred dollars a month. Man, fuck you. Fuck your government. <laughs> fuck that money. I'm gonna kill that nigga when I turn twenty. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's gonna happen. Uh Jury awards man four hundred and fifty thousand dollars after employer hosted an office birthday party against his wishes and they fired him afterwards now let me say as somebody that's worked in multiple office there is nothing worse than forced socialization i despise office parties okay and i worked at a place for six years where my fucking supervisor everybody's birthday she would take two hours plus out of the workday to celebrate these goddamn birthdays and we all hated it because she was histrionic and she made it all about her she would like buy gifts 
and give it to you and then make a big deal about the fact that she knew that you would like this thing. Like, that's what she would do. She would be like, and I got you this because, you know, I remember a couple of months ago where you were talking about you like this and I remembered, so I got you this and then I got you this in this color because I know that it's your... Like, she would just turn the shit into... Oh, it was awful. So, first of all, stop with the... I hate office parties. It's the worst. It's the absolute fucking worst. Um, But this man has an anxiety disorder. He has very bad social anxiety. And so when he caught wind that they were planning a birthday party for him, he specifically said, I don't want it because it's going to have my anxiety acting up. I, do, I don't want to do it. They went ahead and did it anyway. Once he got word of the celebration that was going to happen in the break room during lunch, he decided to sit in his car at that time and to not participate. So he just removed himself from it. So then the next day, the managers confronted him. He had a panic attack. He, he had a have. panic attack, then went to his car. Oh, he had a panic attack before. I thought he had yeah. a panic attack when they fired him. No, he had a panic attack when he went there and oh, when they okay. fired him. Not when they fired him. So, okay. I'm gonna leave. He had a panic attack when he realized they were throwing him a party, then went to his car. Okay. When they announced that they were going to have a meeting with him, he had another panic attack. Oh, okay. Had the meeting with them and then just had a panic attack, left for work. They said, go home. And then they messaged him that he was fired. And the reason they gave was because they were afraid because of his, they were afraid for the other employees because of his behaviors. So they were interpreting his panic attack as violence and aggression potentially to the other coworkers because of it. He very clearly told you people that he has an anxiety disorder and that he, because it's, you can't force a fucking birthday party on somebody. Do you know how crazy you sound? You know how crazy you sound saying if somebody said they don't want a birthday party and you'd be like, you gonna get this birthday party. Like, you sound nuts. They should have just respected his wishes and not did the fucking party, bro. <laughs> Listen, it was so many other ways to also market this. They could have said, like, they could have had every employee birthday set. And for employees that didn't want a birthday celebration, they could have called that shit a motivation day or something. Like, if the goal is really to just have something to do for employees' motivation, they could have said, this has nothing to do with your birthday. This is a motivation day. This is what we're going to do. It's just so stupid to me that you have to tie it to celebrating another person that capitalism would dictate they don't give a fuck about as also indicated by how they treated this situation, they didn't give a fuck about that man. No, they didn't give a fuck about him because they gave him a party that he didn't want, and he had a panic attack. And instead of being sympathetic to mental health, they said that you're a danger to your co-workers, and so you're fired. So co-workers, my co-workers are danger to me. Hell, you know. <laughs> I hope that fucking business going belly under with that shit. Well, they had to pay him four hundred and fifty thousand dollars. No, I think it's like a tech business, so they they probably got they a probably, ton of yeah. income, or also some kind of insurance that exists. I'm sure for shit like that. But damn. Yeah, so I, again, as somebody that's worked in multiple offices where this is a thing, I fucking hate it. I hate it. It's so it's annoying. It is, and we tried to talk to the place that I worked at for six years. Um, everybody hated it, and so we tried to put a stop to it. And she, the supervisor, made again made it about her, 
and had a whole come apart about it that every I didn't give a fuck. I was still on the team of fuck these birthday parties. But because she had a whole come apart about it, they decided to keep continue to let the shit happen. And that I was livid because I was like, y'all don't even like this shit. We all had a whole discussion. We tied it in because she cried. Give a fuck about her tears. She histrionic. Them ain't real tears. Anyway. You don't have to give a fuck about white women tears. Somebody does. Them bitches is like diamonds dropping out of white women's eyes. Don't you, you that's just what it is. I'm sorry. Start, and so until I until till I left. Um she was and I'm sure she's still throwing them goddamn birthday parties. Because it, it's about her. She makes it about it's not about the employee that who's having the birthday. She turns it about her. That's really why everybody we hated it because like I got shit to be doing and you just want to sit in here and do this shit. And then two. You you make it about you. I don't want to sit in here and talk about all the things you went through to make this shit happen, bitch. You I ain't asked for it, okay? So you can kick rocks. <laughs> I hate forced socialization. I can't stand that shit. I hate it. I hate it. That's one of the the one of the main things that I hate about office work. Like I hate them situations where they force you to socialize. I hate going away parties. I hate new hire party. Welcome to the staff party. I hate all of that shit. Can I just come do my fucking job, please? And I will socialize with people that I actually give a fuck about on my own time if I want to. But do not have me in a situation where I got to sit in here and kiki with some bitches I don't even like. I don't want to do that. No, thank you. <laughs> so I'm glad they had to cut him a check for that because it was bullshit. And these all jobs need to stop doing that because it's done. Okay. So... My three stories is going to take us out or, or take us over. Um, there's, I, you know, I've been trying to avoid talking about the shootings and shit that's going on in the black community. But there's one thing that happened with this eight-year-old boy where he got caught stealing a bag of chips. Oh, I saw that. And the police came and pretty much, you know, detained him. Um, now, they didn't arrest him. They took him uh, home to his dad. But, bro, they traumatized the shit out of this kid. Uh, He just crying and crying and crying. But it's one thing that the police officer did during this that I want to highlight. The police officer, after being reported that this child stole some chips, the police officer, they caught the child. The child threw the bag of chips on the ground. The cop made a snarky remark. Oh, you think I'm going to see it because of that? Open up the chips in front of the kid and pour them all out on the ground. Why? So balled up the bag and threw it. Like, I'm going to prove something to you, kid. What did you prove? By th- well, listen, I just wanted to point out that's how much they don't give a fuck about the crime. Right? Because if, that, if somebody stole my Xbox and the police caught them stealing my Xbox, that's the equivalent <laughs> to the Xbox being like, the cop busting up my Xbox in front of the criminal to prove a point to the criminal. You know what I'm saying? What should have happened was the cop should have took that bag of chips back to the store. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Just like he should have brought it back to me. But see, police officers, they have gotten beyond giving a fuck about the crime. They just give a fuck about making these who they perceive as the criminals feel some kind of way. And the the head of this, the head of the department is saying that this is community community uh policing 101 like this is what you're supposed to do and it's like no what what you're supposed to do is hey buddy 
I heard you, you know, took a bag of chips. I don't know if you're on some tough times or having a bad time at home. Like being a human to a fucking human. That motherfucking grabbing them up, they threw him in the fucking the, the, the back of the squad car. He just crying and the cop just holding him and yelling, stop, stop. Like, do you, when your kid crying, do you do that? Maybe. You know what I'm saying? He may do that. But he don't <laughs> do it with the vitriol that he was doing it to this little colored fella. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, but that's all I wanted to point out about that, man. I, I ain't I ain't gonna harp on this stuff like right now. It looked like, you know, just like it happens, these trends show up where it happens. This happened with this eight-year-old kid. Um and uh the other guy got shot in the back of the head. Um did we didn't talk about the guy the white girlfriend killed him. Did we talk about that? We did not, but I kept seeing that. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm just trying to avoid that stuff for now. At, at some point, I'll be back on it, but not right now. Um, the other thing is is what's going on is Disney. <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna tell y'all what's going on with Disney, Florida, and Ron DeSantis. Okay, so once upon a time, very long ago in the '60s, Disney started secretly buying up land in Florida, and once. Florida legislators started realizing what Disney was doing. They was like, hey, look, y'all can't just come in here and do stuff in this district that's going to impact the taxes on the rest of these people because y'all are trying to build this big ass thing and the people are going to have to eat that up. So Disney was like, well, you know what? If you make our park its own district, then you won't have that problem. And so this is the arrangement, this is the arrangement they came up with. Disney was going to be responsible for their own maintenance and upkeep. They were going to be responsible for their own building. They were going to be responsible for their own policing because they had their own police. They had their own firefighters. It was like the Vatican. Yeah, it was. They 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 was responsible for all their own shit. And across history, this has you know have been a problem. But don't get me wrong. Certain problems have come up in all of this, right? Because. Florida, in a lot of instances, have had problems with this, you know, um, because Disney, they get eminent domain, um, they get all this stuff. But at the end of the day, it's meant for the taxpayers to not have to pay extra money. But over time, little shit starts happening, you know what I'm saying? Um, Disney, at some point, like in the 90s, won a $57 million, um, um, they won $57 million worth of tax-free bonds from the state to upgrade its sewage, which all the other local officials were trying to get to use affordable housing. So, okay, Disney is exploiting this area and exploiting their relationship with the government. Okay. Um, at the same time in the 90s, Disney starts to transition towards accepting LGBT community. In the 90s, uh, Disney was having a gay day they didn't have it they allowed it it wasn't posted by them it was just people came there and had gay day and disney allowed it to happen because fucking these people that spend money why wouldn't the business want money from people but you know religious groups they do their thing um in 95 disney went to extend health insurance to same-sex partners of its workers and they they boycotted it for a decade, but like, what do a boycott for somebody like Disney really look like, right? Um, in in twenty twenty one, 
now this goes back to the relationship between Disney and the Florida lawmakers. They passed a bill regulating social media shit. And they add a, a last minute amendment to exempt companies that own theme parks so that Disney wouldn't be affected. So we ain't going to regulate y'all, Disney. The courts blocked the law. But again, this is just to highlight the relationship that legislation have traditionally had with Disney. Um, We all know that DeSantis in Florida and DeSantis passed the don't say gay bill. It's not the don't say it's House Bill 1557. But, you know, the. Uh, left liberals they created the name don't say gay bill because essentially um the bill says from kindergarten to third grade you can't use any language that represents sexuality or gender now we talked about last time when we talked about this on the show how that kind of backfired because while they really mean for it not to be used as gay you can also say okay well you also can't say marriage between a man and a woman you also can't say mr or miss it's a, the legislation is written so vague that it can apply to a lot of shit. Um, now, if y'all don't know with the don't say gay bill, what we're seeing is a lot of LGBT parents, a lot of LGBT teachers and students that speak about LGBT being targeted and getting in trouble for using language. Um, not only that, but all bunch of other states passed that shit too. Alabama got one now. Brian, I don't know if you knew that, but Alabama got one now. They got a don't say gay type bill where you can't you know, and again, are you surprised? Is that no, 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 no. <laughs> but again, what, what this is meant to do more. This is really all of this is meant to just push LGBT community back into obscurity and silence, starting with schools, because this is not a problem. This doesn't happen. But another uh, legislation that Alabama also passed that Florida didn't pass is that, well, they didn't pass it this time. I don't know if they have it or not, is that you have to go to the bathroom of your biological sex. They passed that along with not being able to talk about gender or anything early in life. But again, these are not problems. These are not problems for kids under 12. This don't happen. They just use this legislation and create it as vague as it is so it can impact adults, and which is what it's doing. But let's continue. Um, because the don't say gay bill um, being passed, the, the uh, Disney chief executive said that we take no position on the bill. That is the worst thing that you can do in a situation where you have a group of people that come to your park, you have a group of people that work for you that are represented in this group. Because this is anti them, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So a lot of internal backlash came from that. And he changed his position. He said, we don't support the bill now. And he, this puts us where we are now. DeSantis, because of Disney saying we don't support the bill, started a war with Disney, um, calling them woke because conservatives use woke now as a representation of when oh, people Jesus. actually like support oppressed and minority groups in the country and targeted that they were unconcerned about human rights abuses in China because of his own interest there. And that was kind of like the first voice piece of saying, I don't fuck with y'all, Disney. Uh, Florida government don't fuck with y'all. Um, and Disney kept doubling down. What it's turned to now is that Don Ron DeSantis now is trying to take away the special rights that Disney had that we talked about that they got earlier as that district. They're trying to take away their special status. And you know what? This is how hypocritical Republicans come off to me as being. Because 
they always talk about how big businesses should be able to be free from government control. But when it comes down to a business not agreeing with what they want to happen, we got to retaliate. If you don't like what I'm doing, we got to retaliate. And that's what Ron DeSantis is doing. And he's doing all of this shit because he wants to look like he's taking very particular positions so that when he runs for president, he looks good to the people who he support. He can look at this. He's going to start talking about how, well, in my state of Florida, we didn't support the mask mandate, and now it didn't make a big difference. And in my state, we created the legislation about not being able to talk to kids about sexuality and you know, that's my state. And, you know, when big businesses were taken over and being ran up by the woke mob, we took away their special status because we're not afraid of challenging people that looks at our systems differently than we look at it. You know what I'm saying? But it really challenges what Republican really is. And that's what happened with Donald Trump. All of that shit challenged the core foundation of what the conservative slash Republican Party has been. And Ron DeSantis is doing that. And people are supporting this. And I don't understand why. I mean, I guess I understand why. Because it's transitioned from being a Republican Party and has transitioned to being the party of our own special interests and our own needs. What we want is the world to be what we want it to be. And anybody who don't want it to be that way is a problem. Because they are moving away from respecting democracy. They don't respect the idea that there are two uh, equal sides. They don't care that it's a whole host of people in America that are struggling with with things that legislation or at least a middle ground could could meet. They are wanting this world to be exactly what they want it to be. And that's not democracy. And that's starting to get scary because that's starting to move over into fascism. Now, I know fascism is a long way away from that because, you know, you got oligarchy before that and some other political systems before that. But. They're, them leaving democracy is is creating a big hole in our society and a gap between what some people should have and what some people, you know, don't have. Um, so that's where we at. They they passed the bill to take away that. Now the struggle that's going to be is if Disney, if this whole thing was created for Disney to take the burden off of the districts around it, then logic would say that now that the burden of all of this goes to the districts. Disney still existing means that these districts are going to have to absorb the amount of money that Disney is accumulating for those districts. Which so is a lot of money. It's a lot of money. And it really may end up losing Ron DeSantis more support than anything. Because, again, there is no logical reason for him to make this decision. There is no logical reason for him to make this decision. This is literally y'all ain't doing and going with what I want y'all to do and go with. That's the only reason he's doing this. There's no logical reason to do this. You know what I'm saying? I mean, at this point now, he can say, well, they don't respect China. And, you know, they've been, you know, getting a whole bunch of special privileges. That that was true the day before they didn't agree with your legislation. You know what I'm saying? So now for it to be a problem today after they don't agree with your legislation, to me, to me feels like something that should be federally investigated. Like I'm retaliating on businesses because they're not supporting my campaign and my legislation moving forward. As an independent business, they have the prerogative to do that because they are tending to the people who are their stock, their shareholders, not to the government. 
Mm-hmm. That's a problem to me. That's a problem to me. And, you know, this shit going to keep developing. But I don't like shit Florida doing now. And I don't really never like shit Florida been doing. Yeah, Florida's like the asshole of the United States. Right? Yeah, you know, but it yeah, is but what it is. Um, We are five minutes over, but I do want to talk about patriarchy real quick. Um, I I think patriarchy is the reason for everything problematic, especially with men. Patriarchy is the reason for a lot of shit. The reason that men don't get court custody of, of kids more than women and women have a better time. Patriarchy. Patriarchy did that. Um, I don't know, white European patriarchy, but, you know, it affect everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing, and, and this goes into the mental health issues with us as men. Shaq, in an interview uh, on a podcast, said that I tell my boys when y'all get 18, y'all got to go. Um, well, I'm going to give y'all his quote specifically. Um, I like my girls a little bit better because as a man, you have to protect, provide, and love your woman. I trust them more because they're more sensitive, they're more caring, and they're thinkers. You know how boys are. My boys, you bring something in front of them and they're gone. Uh, I tell my boys, when y'all get 18, y'all got to go. Girls can stay as long as they want. I'm dead serious. The girls can stay as long as y'all want. Take your time. Go to college. Get your master's. Get your doctorate. I'll pay for it. Take your time. I just wanted to say, this line that he said, you know how boys are, this is why we have a fucking strength, why society got a stranglehold on us and we can't seem to get shit done and shit right. That's the reason why there are more women in college. That's why there are more... Women, uh, well, black community, black women in college. This is why there are more black women um, earning degrees. This is why there are more black women starting their own businesses. This is why there are more black women in a lot of uh, uh, upper that are are escalating in their uh, professions. This is why. Because we don't teach boys and give boys an opportunity or an allowance to fail and to get support that they may need. This man said, y'all... He giving his girls all kind of cushion and not giving his boys any, even though he has the means to give them that cushion. Like we are so intent on having this stranglehold on us to where boys and men have to get it out the mud. That we don't realize that the pressure that a boy walk out the house carrying with himself is enough to break a motherfucker. You know? And I just wanted to talk about that because I'm going to be talking about patriarchy a lot because I've been talking about that shit a lot on my, my TikTok. So I'm going to be talking about patriarchy a lot more on the podcast, moving away from like, you know, black trauma, um, but more so man trauma in terms of patriarchy. And like the idea, um, if you heard me say patriarchy and you shivered like, oh, that's bad. If you're a man and you heard that, you, you really need to do some research on what patriarchy is. Okay, like patriarchy is a big problematic system that as black men, we don't even get country club patriarchy. We get fucking eat out the back door Jim Crow patriarchy, you know, when it comes to that system. But it still affects us when you zoom into the black community, because the access that we have to male power still looms over the black woman significantly. Um, But I just wanted to bring that part up because y'all going to be hearing some of this shit. Goddamn coming up. Um, But. That's all I got. All right. Oh, shit. Um, anything else on your mind? Mm-mm. What's on my mind is I was going to say it last week, and then you brought up Jade, and I'm going to say it this week. Originally, I've been trying to just be so neutral 
with the idea that like we don't know Jada and them relationship, but man, it's so much evidence coming up about Jada in terms of how valuable Will is to her, which don't seem like very. <laughs> yeah. I just don't understand why they in a relationship together at this point. You know, down up to Willow, because I the thing that really fucked it up for me was Willow writing a letter letter to Tupac. To Tupac. Yep. Happy wishing that, that he was still here so that her mama could be happy. And I'm like, damn, like this is a representation of how much Jada is talking to her daughter about her own struggles with this shit. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's, man, that's fucked up. Yeah. yeah, That is very fucked up. But yeah, that my new position is Jada got to prove she worth something to me at this point. <laughs> um, Will Smith, I guess, it's his own version of a problem because he's been indoctrinated by it for so long, if that's the case. So they both need their own help. But like I guess it was start to it start to looking starting to look more like a I won't say codependent relationship because she don't have the dependency. Like it feels like if Will left her, she'll be fine. If 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 she left Will, then it'll he'll struggle like a motherfucker. Yeah. But I don't know. That like at this point, Jada got to prove to me that um she's worth something, and Will Smith got to prove to me that there's something redeemable about their relationship. In reality, they ain't got to prove nothing to me, and I don't care if I don't hear nothing from them ever again outside of Will Smith being whoever he gonna be in movies in the future. Um, uh, he's probably gonna have to go and get in that Tyler Perry studio because Hollywood ain't trying to fuck with him no more. Um, it wasn't even worth all of that. <laughs> But that being said, yeah. Um, until we come to the next conversation, we out. Holla. <laughs>